views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a great day this is. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, I was just talking with my guest before the show, and, and uh, you know, I remember a, a bunch of years ago when people were waiting uh, at election time to find out, you know, who the president was, and that went on for quite some time. You know, we in the state of Washington are being faced with something similar. You know, we have a gubernatorial race right now that is, um, as some people say, is too close to call, uh, as well as a gay marriage initiative. But I will say the state of Washington, I think, you know, has a clear direction on legalizing marijuana. And so two days after the election, there's one thing that many, many people know how clear folks are in the state of Washington about that initiative and several others, but how unclear uh, we have been about some of the other things, except for the fact that the gay marriage initiative is something that is leading in the polls and has been, um, how should I say, the vision, the goal of so many people in this state, starting with our previous governor. So in these times, the question then becomes, you know, what is it in our lives that help us to understand this maze this maze of living, you know, what is it that we can learn from life and and, and fully express ourselves? You know, today's show is, is about a topic that has been so important for me, and yet at the same time, being someone in corporate America for so many years has been on the dark side of this topic, if I should, if I can say that. And that is making the most of first impressions. Snap. Making the most of first impressions. Body language and charisma with expert Patty Wood. She's joining me here today. Now, Patty has seen so much. You know, she could probably talk about body language from a whole lot of different perspectives, uh, especially given the aftermath uh, of the election. But what is it about first impressions, body language and charisma that works for us? And what is it that works against us? So this is a cool conversation in a lot of ways. You know, what is it about how we carry ourselves uh, that, I want to say, could be a mystery to other people. You know, what is it for some people that shows them, you know, shows others their power, their strength? You know, is there a body language that a Donald Trump, let's say, for example, carries? What about the president? You know, what about the five, uh, you know, women senators now that we're looking at? You know, what about some of the people in your lives? And by the way, what about your boss? You know, can we be, can we learn to read the signs? Can we learn to show up and create that knock out first impression beyond a sense of accuracy that any of us know? Well, in this day and age, if you're looking for a job, 
you're looking for romance, if you're looking for a lot of these things that the movie The Secret has promised you, you might want to look at how you show up in life. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is kind of a cool conversation on a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, day and time. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Well, I'm excited to be here. Okay, so you're you work with corporations, you work with law uh, law enforcement uh, people, government, universities, executives. You coach people, salespeople, uh, such a wide range. Uh, you must have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about what we see in our public pop culture for a moment, if we could. Okay. Because we really do focus on these things, everything from Honey Boo Boo to the Kardashians to the latest president election. Um, what is it that you've learned to look for from a, a first impression? In all sorts of different settings, your body language is going to be a, a real key to what's going on in that moment in time. So, for example, um, looking at President Obama's acceptance speech last night, I was noticing specific things about where he, his hands um, were held, uh, a lot of heaviness in his hands. They were way below his waist. Actually, that typical range, way below the waist, holding the hands down low before he went up to speak, tells me he's extremely tired, that there, there's some sadness as well, which is very interesting to me. We tend to hold our hands low when we're sad. So whenever you're looking at, let's say, for example, celebrity couples on the red carpet, because I read those for all the different magazines, I'm looking for indications of what's going on with them in that moment, how they're relating to other people. So for celebrity couples, I look at the feet, because they're under the least amount of conscious control. So they will reflect what's truly going on. Uh, the feet are the first part of the body that moves in response to stress. You've heard of the fight-flight response. Actually, it's a little bit more complex. It's freeze, flight, fight, fall, or faint response. So if you look at celebrity couples on the red carpet, the feet will tend to point where the heart wants to go. So I look for what I call the love V. Do the feet of the couple point towards each other, or are they pointed towards the camera? And a lot of times you can tell what's the most important thing to that person by where their feet are pointing in that situation. You know, this is kind of interesting because, you know, for you, you must be, it's taken on by your life. You must be, you know, somebody that pays attention to both the obvious and the nuances. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, can people learn uh, in a way that you teach them, can they learn the significance and importance of this in terms of how to show up in the world? Especially so many people out there right now looking for jobs and, uh, and, and honestly, if you listen to them, they're not exactly sure why they're not getting up. Do you think there's a real gap here between what they think people want to see and what they, what they do is showing up? Absolutely. And in some respects, I call it the spinach between your teeth phenomenon. You, know, you uh -oh. come home from a day and you go, 
I can't believe nobody told me there was spinach between my teeth. And and you so you don't don't know. You didn't realize it. So even a, a, a tool I mentioned in the book is to ask three people in your life, people you're meeting for the first time or people you've known for a while, what their first impression of you is or was and what led them to that first impression. Now I usually guide people to choose those people carefully but Sometimes you just need to seek feedback from the people that you're interacting with. So in that job interview scenario, you might be thinking you're coming across in a particular way, but you need to get feedback from those very people that you're interviewing with and ask them, what did I do well? If I didn't get the job, what can I do better next time? And people typically are a little bit hesitant to seek that feedback, and you're scared about what you're going to hear from somebody, but it can be extraordinarily useful. In fact, it's something that I do every year with my business. Around Christmas time, January, February, I'm seeking feedback from every new client I got from the past year to say, what was your first impression? What did you base that on? What can I do better next time? Well, you know, for for many of us, you know, we have been on the corporate Let's just say corporate forefront, but also we have been in many, many places that uh, we just haven't been able to figure out what we're doing right, what we're not doing right. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that, and let's just talk about the election for a minute, and I don't want to talk about the results, but I want to talk about the way people showed up. Um, you know, there are a lot of judgments that were made during the debates about people. Um, for example, I, you know, I, I remember listening to one of the strategists after I think it was the first debate, presidential debate, talking about how they wished um, President Obama would have showed up more aggressive, more assertive, where he was looking, what he was doing, but not much about what he said. And I thought, Patty, really? Isn't that amazing? And, I, I mean, I do. And it's I, I, interesting because even the research on um, political debates and who we end up voting for is often determined by the nonverbal communication, both the body language and the paralanguage. And we're reading that with our limbic brain, what some people call the primitive brain, and we can get um, thousands of cues in less than a minute that we're processing in that limbic brain that in this case people were reading for one of the four first impression factors, the power factor. And we typically vote for the person out of those last two candidates that are showing up on the screen who appears more alpha. And that can be as simple as Romney in the first debate had a lower baritone voice, which actually is an indication of higher testosterone, and Obama had voice strain in the first debate. So his voice was higher and strained. So we read that immediately in that limbic brain as, oh, Romney is more alpha. I want to follow that leader. Well, you know, one of the things that have a huge impact, a huge impact. Um, Also, you know, let's talk about the flip side of that as well. Um, You know, that alpha, that um, that perception that people had. Don't you think that that may have also influenced the the huge women's vote in this election that really went in the other direction, uh, so to speak, to, to the surprise of a lot of people? Um, as a matter of fact, in the state of Washington, we are on the verge of a record-breaking 75% of the people voting. Can you believe that? That is amazing. I know. <laughs> Wow. I know. Uh, I don't think it's all about marijuana, but I do think it is about some of the other issues. And I think it is about the political candidates. Don't you think that this is part of sort of a groundswell of what your work is about that people are reacting to? 
Absolutely. And it's so fascinating that in my audiences, as I was analyzing the debates and going out and speaking, that there were people that said, I didn't like Romney. He was too aggressive. He was so rude. And then people that said, I didn't like Obama. He was too weak. He wasn't strong enough. And so they were making decisions, again, not on what the words were what people said, but on the nonverbal communication that arcs back to that historic debate between Nixon and Kennedy, where Kennedy won by a landslide when the TV audience was polled because he was so good looking, and and Nixon lost by a landslide to the TV audience, but won the radio audience because right. his speech, his actual content, won won. Right. Well, this is really interesting in talking to you today about this, uh, because, you know, television, radio, there is no such thing anymore, Patty, uh, except for a few places that we can go, few of the networks that are Internet only, um, where you're not on camera. Do you know my studio that I'm getting ready to go to today at 10 o'clock? Uh, I've been on air with them for you know, nine years. They have four cameras. Four oh cameras. God. I know. I, I mean, I got an email about two months ago saying, hey, you know, you need to be caref- careful how you're bending over uh, to put your computer away. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, that's a side of me that I'm not sure everybody wants to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fascinating because we make those assessments so very, very quickly. You typically make a first impression, and we're talking about an accurate first impression, 76% or a a higher in less than a three hundredths of a second. So you're making an impression that from that visual cue in this case and going, oh my gosh. Well, you know, this is why it is so great to have you joining me here today. I want to just tell everyone this, this, this is, this is a conversation that you're going to want to find out more about. And we're going to tell you when we come back from break how you can do that. Today we're going to talk about understanding the four key factors of first impressions, credibility, likability, attractiveness, and power. And the top three things that you can do to improve the next impression you make. I get to practice it at 10 o'clock today. Patty is joining me here today. Patty Wood is this body language uh, and charisma expert. When we come back, we're going to share some of these secrets, going to give you some tips on how to get in practice and, you know, how to do a do-over. I will tell you that I've had more do-overs when it comes to first impressions than you can even imagine. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single-origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. 
The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Are you ready to shift your life 180 degrees and bring more joy, more love, more money, and more happiness to your life? This can be your reality when you love yourself enough to experience our Essence of Gratitude Diamond Combo. Gratitude is on a mission to create a partnership between the hearts of all human beings. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this state of being every single day and not only on specific occasions? Give yourself or a loved one this priceless gift, our Diamond Combo that includes all our creations and transforms your life in health, wealth, creativity, and enriched relationships. Await the spark of joy and happiness during this holiday season and be part of a viral sharing as we spread the essence of gratitude around the world. Visit our shop for our special holiday offer at explorationgratitude.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. For more information about my very special guest joining me here today, Patty Wood. I mean, I'm telling you, she's been all over television, radio, and is one of the world's leading experts on, I should say, on body language uh, and is a gold standard of body language. Uh, how should I say aficionado? She is an expert. And more than that, she is someone that can look and help you show up the way you want to in life. And who does not want to do that? I want to make sure that you know how to find out more about about Patty, about her work. Go to her website, which is pattywood.net, and it's P-A-T-T-I wood.net. Go to the website, check it out. Um, and, uh, today we're going to be sharing with you a lot of really cool things about what you can learn about body language and beyond. Patty, thank you for joining me here today. How fun is this? I love to talk about my passion reading body language. Okay. So we touched on the election a little bit and we're going to continue to talk about it, but we are a pop culture culture. Whether it's e-news, honey boo boo, uh, the X factor, uh, and I, and I will say, I do not believe that these folks that compete in some of these high profile competitions even have a clue about body language. I don't think they call you up, although they should call you up and say, hello, um, could you help me here? Can you help me when they're grilling me on stage and they don't like my song choice and they don't think I'm using my talents on how not to growl at them? 
You know, let's talk about this because we do that same level of growling and work. I mean, does anybody, Patty, like to get a performance review? Anyone? I don't think so. And I think one of the problems with that is that we wait too long. You know, you do this annual performance review when people get do better when they get immediate feedback from you. And, you know, wouldn't I love to call up the actress Kristen Stewart and say, Here's what you need to do to make a better oh. first impression. Oh, Here's girl. what you need to do. Okay, you need to stop doing what I call self-comfort cues. She's constantly adjusting her hair, rubbing her wrist. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, and it's so interesting you bring her up because there's, you know, there's this interesting uh, uh, thing out there about her right now since she went through the cheating thing and then gets back with Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, I think. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows. But they say she's different. I don't know if you had a chance to notice it because she's pretty much been in hiding. It'll be interesting I, to see. I, I analyzed the um, two interviews since all this came about. One was yeah. one she did to promote her perfume, and another one was the MTV in interview to promote Twilight, and she was curled up in a ball in that MTV interview. She was bent mm. over at the waist. She couldn't sit still. She was rocking her foot. I remember the feet point where the heart wants to go. Hers were pointing towards the exit and bouncing there because she wanted to run away from that interview. Uh, she even got up out of her chair at one point uh, and faced towards Pattinson to say, help me here, get me out of this mess. It was absolutely fascinating. In fact, I'm going to use that video of the MTV interview next week when I do training on me interviewing to say, don't do any of this stuff. So sometimes well, you're doing things and you don't even realize it. In, in the world of radio, this is something that's really interesting that all of us have had to adjust to. So, for example, everything now in terms of what we wear, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting if, if I'm sure you're quite busy, but it'll be interesting if you saw uh, me on camera in a couple of hours in the studio um, and 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 how difficult it is to do what we need to do in radio these days. Everything's digital. So you're, you're managing mm-hmm. instant feedbacks. You're doing a whole bunch of other things. Um, and so you're not as attentive as people want you to be. So they think you're multitasking and not paying attention. It's a whole nother thing. Let's talk about texting for a minute. And let's talk about first impressions or impressions at all. You know, Patty, it's almost impossible to go any place, to go any meeting, to be on any interview without somebody texting. Is there now a new standard of acceptance for that? Well, I think that young people just think that's that's normal. But there's all sorts of interesting um, layers to this. In fact, it ended up being a whole chapter in my book because my audiences were saying, help us, help us here. You actually, when you make quick, shallow decisions, like I want this text, I don't want this text, or I want to Google this, I don't want this website, I want this website, I want to take this phone call, I don't want to take this phone call. So when you're interacting with technology, you're laying down neural pathways to the ego centers of the brain. So if you've ever noticed somebody on their smartphone and they get this arch of their body and their chin goes a particular way and you try to interrupt them and they look at you with killer dagger eyes, it's because they're getting an ego high from making those quick, shallow decisions, and they feel superior to you. So they're getting fed at the cost of laying down neural pathways to the social centers of the brain. So 
it's more difficult for people that have been raised on those quick, shallow decisions of technology to look face-to-face, to make eye contact, to face people when they're talking with them, to know to put the phone away and not have it between you and the other person. So it's interesting that there's an acceptance at a certain level and then a, a actual amazement by other people when that phone shows up between you and the other person. You know, let's talk about some of the things that uh, I think are important for us to know about body language here. You know, and, and as I said earlier in, in the show, there are things we can learn, things we can know, and things we could be about. You know, we're, for people, what are, what does it mean to understand those four key factors? Those first impression, credibility, likability, uh, attractiveness, and then power. And, and, and which one of these four is most tricky? Well, it's interesting. The most important factor is credibility, and that's one of the areas where we're making that snap judgment. We're trying to determine whether somebody is trustworthy or not. Can I can I be safe with this person, or can I not be safe? Do I need to run, or can I stay? And the last three factors, likability, attractiveness, and power, actually also form charisma. So. One of the tricky parts in first impressions, according to the research, is that somebody that's highly charismatic, very attractive, very alpha, powerful, likable, charming, they can lack credibility. They can be a cheating, lying person, but you're so swayed by charisma, it overrides your brain's ability to read whether or not they're credible. That doesn't mean that all charismatic people are liars. It just means that they have stronger persuasive powers. And then we might end up, if we're not paying attention to all the cues of credibility, saying, I can't believe I did business with that person, or I can't believe I entered a relationship with this person. So we get swayed by that. There's some parts of that that are fascinating and amazing. For example, if anybody watched Clinton's speech during the Democratic Convention, so powerful, he's extraordinarily high on all the charismatic factors. Well, you know, this is something that I think people want to learn about, you know, in terms of how they can show up and be in life. And yet there are some folks that say, you know what, you you, you can change to a point, but there's some things you can't change. How true is that? Because I know that I could learn a few things around this topic. (laughs) I think we're always there's always a possibility for us to change and grow. So, for example, I know that um, I'm actually pretty shy when I show up in social situations. So, in the book, I have a whole chapter on social snaps of things that I've learned over the years to do to make me feel safer and comfortable. So, simple tools. If, for example, if you're shy and you're afraid that's affecting your first impression and people think you're snooty or people think you don't care. Show up and, and be at the door and greet people. If it's not, even if it's not your meeting or it's not your party, take part and greet people as they come in. That gives you something to do. So the research says it actually makes you feel calmer and more at ease and in control. And physically, non-verbally, it makes you look strong, powerful, and confident. And you get the advantage of shaking hands when you do that. And a handshake is equal to three hours of face-to-face interaction and its ability to establish rapport. So if you shake hands with somebody, it's like you've been talking to them for three hours. So you're going to feel better, and you give a better first first impression, because when we shake hands with somebody, we appear to them in a first impression to be more likable. Yeah, so you small know, changes can make a big impact. 
Huge impact. Small changes are really, you know, most of what I think we like to take on and then go through and practice it. You know, what are some of the more common mistakes we make? I want to talk about this when we come back from break. You know, I think that if we take a look across the board, you know, we can see uh, our own little, you know, reflection in who we are and some of the things we do. You know, the kinds of things that either make a person likable or make a person not as likable. And whether it's in our pop culture or on our TV, you know, is there a place, and I'd love to talk to you about this when we come back, is there a place in corporate America, are you ready for it, for vulnerability? Is there a place in corporate America for vulnerability? When will crying be okay? Let's take a short break, everyone. I love this conversation because I can't help. Sometimes I just get on air and I'm talking about something and I have to cry. Um, I, I, I just have to cry. It's just the way that is. Uh, I know. But in my corporate job, I will tell you, crying was like dying in terms of your career. Let's take a short break. Patty Wood joining us here today. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered living radios where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Tune in to the Sean and Jen Show, Soul Path Insights Radio, each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show with Sean and Jen will have you saying yes to as much abundance as you desire. Imagine a happier soul radiating energy in all areas of your life. Get ready to understand the meaning and the message in your life. Shift obstacles to opulence. Experience powerful, intuitive coaching, live readings, and transformative tools as Sean and Jen dare you to live your best life. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great, great, great to have you joining us here today. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Um, this is a very, very important conversation that we're having today with uh, my very special guest joining us on the show, um, Patty Wood. And, you know, the conversation is important for a lot of reasons. You know, this day and age, first impressions, body language, charisma, it really is something that doesn't just apply to the top 2% of a corporation or to, you know, some of the most unlikely people that you watch in our pop culture. Every one of us is being asked to come forward in a, in a different way. You know, young people are being faced with, you know, coming out of school, going into the workplace, looking for jobs. Uh, people that are more seasoned, that have lost their jobs, are being asked to show up differently than they've ever shown up before. And this is all, Patty, a real conundrum for people. You know, this idea of not knowing how to show up in the world these days uh, is very, very stressful and has really caused people uh you know high anxiety around this yes you're right you're right and in body language one of the things that can help you feel more comfortable and more safe and make other people feel more comfortable and safe is listening and watching for their pacing what i mean by that is there's some people that are like me that are rapid they talk really fast and they talk really loud <laughs> really high energy i'm an extreme rabbit uh, obviously most of the time and then there's people that all the way down the continuum are moderate rabbits and sometimes rabbits, sometimes turtles. And then you go all the way down that continuum to turtles who talk very slowly. So when we're on the phone or face-to-face with somebody, we can note at the very, very beginning of the interaction, sometimes even from somebody's hello, where they are on that continuum. And if we can match them, go a little bit towards them, they're probably according to the research, go a little bit towards us, and then we feel rapport, and it's this little comfort spot that makes it easier for you immediately to feel safe and comfortable when you see somebody. And that's with a stranger or somebody you know, and you probably experienced it in an odd or different way. You've called somebody you know up, and you heard their hello, and you immediately said, 
What's wrong? What's going on with you? Because they didn't have that voice that you so easily flow into and match. But one of the reasons that we're a little bit scared and sometimes super, super anxious at the beginning of interactions is that technology has pulled us away from doing some of the natural nonverbal cues that make us feel more comfortable and the other person we're interacting with feel more comfortable. Well, and, you know, part of this is, you know, is really becoming believable in things. And I think this is really, you know, in the world we live in right now, and, you know, I studied for eight years, I studied the consequences of breaking promises and and what does that mean in terms of showing respect. And it's so interesting that we have people that may be telling the absolute truth, but yet we don't believe them. Uh, George Clooney. For example, I, I'm not picking on George, but, you know, I've seen him in some pretty interesting movies. And he's got that little side smirk thing, right? Yes. Yes. And that's, that smirk, when we talked about the, the lack of symmetry with you know, the right hemisphere and left hemisphere not agreeing with each other, shows that at some level he's going... I'm having to show up this way, but I'm really thinking this way. I'm uncomfortable. Actually, Kristen Stewart that I mentioned before has that smirk as well, like, God, I'm too cool to be here. I'm having to be here, and I don't really want to have to put this this act on to be here. Well, is this true? Is this a true thing, or is it a way of being? You know, one of the things that I think is so interesting is, you know, people really asking for more truth-telling and not being able to detect, to tell or detect if truth is being told. And this seems to be, you know, one of the, the, the craziest dynamics going on right now. And I would wish you would talk to that because there's everything from first impression to body language, you yes. know, to what it is you do in presenting material. Yes. And don't you think people are looking, can I believe this person or not? Are they telling the truth or not? Or is that just, you know, the world I'm living in right now? <laughs> well, I can tell you because I've been speaking and researching on this topic for so many years, this whole concept in my programs on deception detection are incredibly popular. And simple little things that we do, for example, we have a baseline of how we are normally. And when we're stressed, we go away from that baseline. So we might be sitting there talking and having a conversation, and then somebody asks us about how old we are or uh, have you, how much do you make. And we might lie. And as we do that, we might do a comfort cue like scratch the ear or rub the eye or rub the nose, and that reveals that we're stressed out about the question and or the response we're giving. So cues like that, that I believe that we were detecting at a subconscious level before, we want to know consciously. We want to be aware of what we're doing and how to read other people at a conscious level of awareness. We need the tools more because according to the research on deception, people are lying more. Wow. I have to ask you a question. I, it, it's something that I, I saw the other night and I actually didn't, re- I, I couldn't tell if it was a spoof or not until they replayed it yesterday. And I don't know if you've had a chance, Patty, to see the clip of, uh, Diane Sawyer on the no, night of I the- I didn't see the clip. What did she do? What did she do? Well, it appears, you'll have to watch this. It appears that she was intoxicated. 
Oh, and, my yeah, goodness. I know. But here's the thing about it. Are you ready? Now, this really talks right to what you do. It was a Diane Sawyer that I watched and I loved because you know how she shows up, right? Right. She's so sassy and she's got this uh, the likability of the four first impression factor. She's extremely high. She's got all the warmth characteristics. She does the forward lean. She tilts her head. She, when she's talking to somebody, does some, this um, cue called symbolic reaching where she reaches out as if it's just the two of them and they're having this private conversation and there's no camera in the room at the time she she has this wonderful timbre in her voice that also increases that likability and warmth aspect so here she is completely showing up i mean if you watch this she's swaying side to side some of the things she's saying i don't think that was this in a formal interview setting or was she standing up what was the setting she was sitting down doing the news uh, about the election yeah yeah it, it was so fascinating for people to see, and you, and it's almost as if you're not sure, is this right. a joke, or did she really have a few drinks too many? Um, but in any event, at least from my point of view as a viewer, I didn't like her any less. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, that's because first impressions are very difficult to change. They're part of our basic survival instinct. When our caveman ancestors were going across the plains with hunting for woolly mammoth with their big old spear, they had to make a very quick assessment to know whether or not the stranger they were seeing was dangerous or not. So we're actually genetically predisposed to form quick, accurate first impressions. So once you made that first impression of Dinosauria, which, by the way, I made too, we don't want to give it up. It's very difficult to change it. Now, that's to an advantage that somebody that gives a credible, good first impression. But it means we have to work harder if we happen to be having a bad day and we meet somebody for the first time. Well, you know, part of this is, you know, the conversation of, you know, is was she drunk or was she simply exhausted? Yes. I would and, love and to there, see the video because there are things that I could look for to, to be able to determine that. Well, it is all of the things you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. she was speaking slower than usual. Uh, and just a whole lot of different things that went on. Uh, and people will take an opinion one way or the other. What's really interesting is I, there's nothing out there right now saying that she's going to get fired from all of this. So is there a level of quirkiness about showing up first impressions and so forth that can work to our advantage? Well, it's interesting because I'm often asked to, to read a lot of the reality stars and watch those shows. And it's fascinating to me that the people that do extremely bizarre things on the reality shows are actually getting more press, more tweets, more followers because they're doing bizarre, extreme behavior. That, um, what I determine as attention-seeking behavior, is working. We're looking for bleeps from the norm from everybody, and that is interesting aspect of our culture right now. Well, and it's really interesting about behavior and some of the conclusions we come to, and I want to talk to you about that. I mean, the flip side of this story about Diane Sawyer is that people think, or were thinking, that she might be having a stroke during that, and comments about that not being the first time they've seen her do that. Isn't it interesting what we'll do 
and what we'll come up with, even if it's true or not true, about people we like. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking with Patty about those kinds of things right now that you might want to change, whether that be in your relationship, whether it be with your children. And and please, children are pretty smart. They get all of this, and they will mimic you. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a couple of things that you might learn right away and practice even if you're going to do it at the Water Fountain Network. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. What if you could teach your child how to follow their own wisdom and make trustworthy decisions? The hit radio show, Teaching from the Heart with Julie Kay, does just that. Tune in Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to learn practical and spiritual ways to teach young people how to become confident in who they are. Each week, Julie takes on tough topics that most parents dread, like bullying, peer pressure, self-esteem, social media, relationships, and even poor grades. For more information about Julie Kay, visit MindFocusGeneration.com. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Check out Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley on TTRnetwork.com. Get ready for a new and brighter future with The Joseph Gabby Show. Consciously living your destiny. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to break through stagnation and procrastination and fulfill your life's destiny. This hit show will clear mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual stuckness using numerology and an endless list of life-energizing tools live on air. To find out more, more about Joseph and how to discover the power of blueprint numerology and spiritual healing, visit www.consciouslylivingyourdestiny.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Patty, thank you for joining me here today. For those of you that are tuning us in, turning us on, I want to make sure that you check out, uh, you know, Patty's incredible work. Um, the way to do that, my very special guest today, Patty Wood, um, go to the website, pattywood.net, and it's P-A-T-T-I wood.net. Um, you know, let's talk about the book and, and, and also everything that it does teach people and why this is so important, why that first impression is, you, you know, you might as well be pulling that spinach out of your teeth if you don't get it right. I, I, can you undo that spinach moment or? <laughs> yes, you can, or, but it's very, okay. very difficult. Um, it, according to the research, it takes up to six months of continuous face-to-face interaction to change an incorrect first impression. Wow. But I discuss, oh, yeah, isn't that amazing? And you think, oh, my God, what if I'm having a bad hair day? Uh, but you can reset it. It's one of the most concrete ways to do that is to try to get people in a different environment. So if you're not getting along with somebody at work, take them out to lunch, and that resets it. Then there's nonverbal things you can do. For example, I talked about the importance of the handshake. Well, men and women do things differently. Men automatically do something to reset their first impression whenever they close out a meeting or an interaction. They close hands as they leave. Symbolically, men shake hands at the beginning of an interaction, and that says, hey, we're buddies. We can come out fighting, and you can not like me, you can hate me, you can have a bad first impression, but this is business, this is game. And then they shake hands at the end, and that's hitting the restart button, button and signaling, okay, game's over, fresh start next time. You can think of me differently. We get a fresh start next time. Women, we shake hands at the beginning, but we're saying symbolically, I shook your hand, play nice. So if we get a negative first impression or we set one with somebody else, we don't want to shake their hands at the end. You know, we're going to go over here and tell other women about what you did to me, and I don't like her. So we, as women, need to learn to hit the reset button and shake hands at the end, even if you think you gave a bad first impression or you didn't like the other person, you had a bad first impression of them. them the research says there's a primacy effect, that's the first impression I discuss in the book, and a recency effect, that the very last thing you say or do has an impact. Same thing on a phone call. We rush phone calls when we feel like it's not going well. We didn't make a good impression. Or when and we're selling we, to Yeah, you're absolutely we right. We rush mm-hmm. the call. And, you know, if we get a sense that they want to quickly, they've got to go, then we rush the ending instead of yeah. knowing what to say. Yes, and it feels awkward. And if you feel like you didn't do well, you'll rush to close. So one of the recommendations I go through with steps in the book is how when you feel that things aren't going well, your job is to connect more. And that can be matching and mirroring. That can be leaning forward. That can be changing the pace, for example, slowing down the pace and lingering over the goodbye and being warmer. And if you're face-to-face, um, staying and standing near the person, and that can create that recency effect that can restart or reset that first impression. You know, there's a very interesting scene in the in the recent Twilight movies, the Breaking Dawn movies uh, that are coming out. And I want to talk about this because it has to do with what we're talking about today. But it has to do with proximity and, and physical mm. touch, physical right. touch. Um, 
there's a movie, uh, there's a scene in the movie where the the head vampire, I think his name is Arlo or something, uh, you know, his skill is he touches your hand and he can he can know everything, all of your thoughts that ever happened. And so the way he does this in the movie is so powerful and believable. And the way that he, you know, you know, holds the other person hand, hand is so beautiful, yet what he's doing is so evil. And some folks believe that touch in our society is a new art and a fading art because of so much around sexual harassment and so forth. Can you talk to that? Can you talk to that physical part of our being? Absolutely. And you just touched on my favorite topic. In fact, my original doctoral dissertation was on touch in the workplace. (laughs) Uh, Touch touch has so many positive benefits. Um, When you actually touch another person, you send um, a message that goes to their brain that creates endorphin-like chemicals so that person feels better and actually, according to the research, likes you more when it's threatening non-sexual touch in what I call the safe zone, elbow to fingertips. So if you're trying to persuade somebody or you're trying to meet somebody and form a good first impression, touching in the safe zone is okay. Brief touch, I don't mean to linger there, but a brief touch in the safe zone has a lot of positive benefits. But we're becoming germ-phobic, so we're even resisting shaking hands these days. Uh, but it's interesting, I also speak to college audiences around the country. My college students, they're hugging more, and they're talking to me about they're feeling a lack of touch. They don't necessarily want to shake hands. That seems too formal to them. But they want more hug kind of contact. So... We're having this really interesting sway between touch-phobic and touch-deficit. It is a really interesting sway, and it's so fascinating that you mentioned it. I mean, if you look at our celebrity population and, and culture, and you must have experienced this, if you know the, the amount of times that you show up on television, you know this this what I call this faux kiss. It's where they lean to one side yeah. of you and the other. It's a faux kiss. I don't know right. that they ever touch you. Well, it's it's definitely, and I'm in L.A. right now, um, uh-huh. it's definitely a fear of germs. I mean, I notice it when I'm on the TV shows out here in studios uh-huh. and even in, out in restaurants. So there are things like the namasta, the, 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 in, the bow uh, yes. that people do so they, they don't have physical contact. The bump, which is actually created on the TV show The Entourage and came into culture where people do the fist bump high in the air, mm-hmm. which symbolically right. says we're having to fight, but we're in this together, buddy. Um, lifted high in the air in victory. All of those were ways not to have that really soft, intermingling kind of touch. And that changes the nature of the relationships we can have. And in fact, if you know, if you don't have touch in the initial interaction, it actually leads to more conflict, more arguments, and more misunderstanding. So people that are communicating by email or text or phone to interact for a business, there's a higher incidence of mistakes made and and conflict and arguments based in the in the research they t- that I discuss in the book. So there's things you have to do to com- overcome the fact that you're not having that face to face physical touch kind of interaction. I love it, Patty. I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for the work that you do. It is incredible and it is so needed. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you love to leave us with today? And Again, thank you so much. The greatest gift that you can give to another human being is to understand them 
And you can use body language and nonverbal communication to read the thousands of cues that they're offering to you. They want to open up their heart. You just need to look for the cues and really, really see their hearts. I love it, everyone. Thank you, Patty. Patty Wood, everyone. Please go to the website, pattywood.net, and it's P-A-T-T-I, wood.net. Make sure you get a copy of her book and uh, get yourself ready for that first date, that first interview, or whatever else it is that you want to do to make your life super epic. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one. Transformation Talk Radio. Transformation Talk Radio. A higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Get ready for a new and brighter future with The Joseph Gabby Show. Consciously living your destiny. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to break through stagnation and procrastination and fulfill your life's destiny. This hit show will clear mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual stuckness using numerology and an endless list of life-energizing tools live on air. To find out more more about Joseph and how to discover the power of blueprint numerology and spiritual healing, visit www.consciouslylivingyourdestiny.com.